often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 389. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, and I'm all gimped up tonight. I threw out my back yesterday. I feel like a cripple. I, maybe it's Lou Gehrig's disease. I'm not sure, but uh, I think I just tweaked something. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> the leave will straighten me out. I tried a Langry Orchard before uh, recording, and uh, so far... I don't think it's helped a whole lot. I thought I was feeling better when I went to the gas station, but uh, can't bend over real good. So if I drop something, I, I guess it's staying on the ground. That's uh, shouldn't be a problem. I don't think uh, I'll need to pick up anything during this podcast, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, anywho, yeah. So uh, back in the bunker yet again. I apologize if there's some uh, excess background noise. We have some guests here tonight board game tonight going on there the dog is going nuts up there and uh there might be some uh very large dog too pit bull so it uh might pick up on the mics and maybe maybe it isn't I, hopefully it's not picking up too bad but uh yeah anyway i uh not only am i do i feel like a cripple today but uh, i was mistaken for a doctor last week and i forgot to bring it up i uh I got asked uh, at Subway, of all places. I wasn't. I was uh, ordering a sandwich. The guy, uh, he was a newbie. He was making my sandwich. He seemed like he might have been high. I'm hoping that was the case. Either way, doesn't seem like maybe the brightest guy. I never really thought I looked much like a doctor, but uh, he was complaining about his foot, and then he said, asked if I was a doctor, and uh, I thought I didn't occur to me why he was asking me that i was like uh no no i'm not um and then he replied to me that uh about my the hat i was wearing dr mcgillicuddy (laughs) which if you're unfamiliar dr mcgillicuddy is a alcohol brand uh they make liqueurs i i've had it before Shit, I can't remember how to spit. Dr. McGillicuddy. Um, ooh, there it is. Dr. McGillicuddy. Um, I had gotten a Dr. McGillicuddy hat on St. Pat's, which, of course, is my birthday. I had received it at uh, O'Leary's, which used to be John Goodman's bar that was up on uh, Lindbergh up in St. Louis. Uh, pretty close to... Uh, shit. That other Irish place on Lindbergh. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. I can't remember the the name. Anyway, there was a Toys R Us that used to be down the street, too. I don't think that's there anymore. And uh, now I think O'Leary's is like Maggie O'Brien's or something. It it changed into something else. But it's definitely not O'Leary's. I liked it more when it was uh, O'Leary's. But... uh, yeah, I received this hat, and it says Dr. McGillicuddy on the, uh, well, it's like a beanie. And for some reason, this, uh, gentleman over at Subway thought a doctor would have a hat with his own name 
emblazoned upon it and thought that I would be that type that I look like, I don't know. Maybe it was the stethoscope I was wearing or the scrubs. I'm trying to pull this damn hat out. And my current situation is making it a little difficult here. Uh, this is a... Uh, it's not working out so well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Here, I've, I've got the damn hat. Okay. On the hat, it says, World Famous Dr. McGillicuddy's Established 1865. And it is a gray beanie. And for some reason, he thought, oh, he's a doctor. He can help me with my foot. Dr. McGillicuddy's going to help me. This Irish doctor. Sounds like the Irish doctor straight off the boat. <laughs> Which would, with a name like McGillicuddy, you'd think I'd be talking. Oh yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, would you would you like to show me your foot? Not a foot long, but show me your foot. I'll check it out. We'll see what's going on down there. Uh, yeah, that it it looks like uh, plantar fasciitis. You know, I'm going to prescribe you to do some stretches. Maybe wear a socket nice to hold your foot up. You know, and then drink Doctor McGillicuddy's uh, liqueur. They got, uh, which, what I had, I guess they have spirits. Maybe they have more than just liqueurs here, but I had the Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie, and it tastes just like fucking apple pie. I gotta say, I, I had it, I think, after I got the beanie, and, like, I felt like, oh, I can wear this hat. I enjoy Dr. McGillicuddy's here. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, that's just that's just pretty tasty. I would definitely, if you you like a, a little bit of the booze, you want a little bit of liqueur, nothing too crazy on the alcohol content, but you know, tasty. It's uh, some good stuff. And if you wear a hat, somebody at Subway might think you're a doctor. Thankfully, it didn't. There wasn't a situation where somebody was like choking on something, and they were like, "Is there a doctor in their house?" Oh, Doctor McGillicuddy, would you please, would you please just get over here and save this poor woman's life? Uh, I've never had to do the Heimlich. I've had a couple of close calls. I thought maybe it was gonna have to play out, but I've never actually done it. So it's it seems like a lot of pressure, man. What if I fail? I mean, I learned how to do it in high school, but that was twenty plus years ago. Uh. <laughs> Or 20 years... Shit, I'm, like, doing the math here. Fuck, yeah, it was about 20 years ago. A little over. And, uh... <laughs> it was very briefly that uh, we, we uh, went over the Heimlich, and I feel like I'm probably not going to do it right. That's a lot of pressure. So, maybe I shouldn't wear the Dr. McGillicuddy hat. That's even more pressure. So, that's uh, definitely something I should look out for there. On uh, One thing I had neglected to mention of course last week I grew up being a huge huge Monty Python fan I like watched PBS a lot as a child especially early on because we didn't have cable until uh, I was I don't know maybe 11 12 maybe it was a little bit older than that I, I want to say maybe 11 or 12 that when we first finally got cable but before we had cable I mean we watched a lot of PBS, so there was a lot of watching uh, PBS late at night, and especially on the weekends and Saturdays, and they would have, like, Monty Python, Mr. Bean, um, Red Dwarf was one I really enjoyed. They had Doctor Who, but I never got into Doctor Who. My dad liked the Doctor Who, but always a fan of the P Monty Python, though. 
and uh of course terry jones passed away and uh he was definitely uh a funny one there uh, he of course the best of the bunch to really play a woman he was definitely better at that <laughs> he had the voice down and he was the mother in uh the life of brian and had uh my fit one of my faves is uh which i tried to pull up the sketch but i could just find the song in uh the meaning of life which is my favorite flick i just love that one so much and which terry jones has got some good parts in there but uh in the meaning of life he uh he plays the mother yet again a woman character of the family that is involved with the every sperm is sacred song now what ha- it's a catholic family and when uh, michael P- uh, palin is the father and he comes home from work and there's these this house just full of kids what looks to be hundreds of children and he comes in and uh you see in the kitchen <laughs> there's uh terry jones playing the mother and doing the dishes and all of a sudden a kid just falls out of her and terry jones just oh that's the third one today dearie could you pick it up for me <laughs> which i don't know i just love that scene so much it's just a kid falling out there's just like a baby factory going on and oh the every sperm is sacred and of course he uh he played the fat guy in the meaning of life the mr Krioche or something like that is his name but he eats so much until he just fucking explodes but i did pull up a quick little segment here of uh the good old terry jones that i could play here and was, man it really sucks he had to go out with dementia too and he just uh yeah rough way to go but here we go here's some terry jones one day lad all this will be yours what the curtains no not the curtains lad Come on, let's go to the stoning. Here we go. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a silly, naughty boy. Now go away. Oh, there's the big fat guy. Damn it. Apparently Spacebar is not working for me for pro- <laughs> pausing for some reason. But uh, there was a little bit of the hymn with uh, the, the life of Brian there with the, He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. I mean, that is just classic voice. What a talent. Uh, yeah, Terry Jones, though. Monty Python. I, I, I did go on a little bit of a reminiscing over the, the sketches. I watched a few because I haven't watched like Monty Python like full on for like many years. I, I have like pretty much, I think I have all their movies. Um, Maybe not. I don't remember which ones I have. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was watching... Uh, not This isn't a, a, a sketch with uh, Terry Jones, but the classic Black Knight sketch from uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Fantastic. John Cleese, Graham Chapman, another deceased member of uh, Monty Python. The first one to uh, pass away in, uh, in the group, um, which actually... If you've ever heard this, the greatest eulogy you'll ever hear. I gotta pull this up. Um, I gotta play this. This is John Cleese delivering uh, Graham Chapman's eulogy 
I feel like they would have done this for... They probably didn't do this for uh, Terry. But uh, this is pretty awesome. I, I Somebody delivers a eulogy for me. I hope it's on par with this. I mean, this is great. Oh, uh, here we go. Graham Chapman, co-author of The Parrot Sketch, is no more. He has ceased to be. For the rest of life, he rests in peace. He's kicked the bucket, hopped the twig, bit the dust, snuffed it, breathed his last, and gone to meet the great head of light entertainment in the sky. <laughs> and I guess that we're all thinking how sad it is that a man of such talent, of such capability for kindness, of such unusual intelligence, should now so suddenly be spirited away at the age of only 48 before he'd achieved many of the things of which he was capable and before he'd had enough fun. Well, I feel that I should say nonsense. Good riddance to him, the freeloading bastard I hope he's found. <laughs> and the reason I feel I should say this he would never forgive me if I didn't, if I threw, threw away this glorious opportunity to shock you all on his behalf. <laughs> Anything for him but mindless good taste. I could hear him whispering in my ear last night as I was writing this, all right, please, he was saying, you're very proud of being the very first person ever to say shit on British television. <laughs> If this service is really for me, just for starters, I want you to become the first person ever at a British memorial service to say fuck. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That is, that, that's fantastic. Ah, oh. good riddance. Mm. I hope somebody says that. It, it, uh. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of speakers at my funeral, but uh, just say good rent. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him in his ass. Anyway. Uh, Monty Python. Good, good stuff. Uh, night Susie. Um. Yeah, uh, looking over my, my notes again. I did show prep as I'm uh, just recording by myself again here. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is something. Uh, now, again, I'm not a real doctor. I may be wearing a hat that says Dr. McGillicuddy from time to time when it gets a little cold because my ears get cold. You know, i got to cover my ears. Um, but uh, I've been thinning out on top the old hair for quite a few years. I noticed it like in my early 20s that I was starting to get thin. Now, uh, my my father, my real father, he uh, he was way bald by the time he was like 30. I mean, it was, uh, I think, comb over time. Um, he was very bald. Uh, <laughs> and I would never attempt a comb over. I have shaved my head completely before gone all cue ball during the, I believe we've talked about it on years ago on the podcast. It's been a few years since I've shaved it because I've, you know, been Walter White on Halloween and Pinhead and. I did it just for shits and giggles at one point in time, my mid-20s, I think, mid to late 20s, and then uh, I did it during 
we uh, the podcast on two different years. But uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I've been screwing around with some uh, <laughs> or try doing some trials on some hair uh, restoration methods. Uh, I haven't sacrificed a goat yet or uh, uh, or a small child, but you know, working my way up to that. And uh, right now, I uh, well, I go to get my hair cut a lot uh, here lately. I've been going to uh, for the last couple of years, I guess, to Sport Clips, which I dig it because it's Sport Clips. They do the hot towel afterwards and the shampoo, and I just find that super relaxing. I come so close to just passing out there many a times, which is one of the reasons too why like I don't want to shave my head anymore. I find getting my hair cut like very relaxing so like i want that and when you do the mvp at sport clips they do the hot towel with the shampoo and get a little back massage afterwards so i mean it's like all out it's uh it's like spa day but uh this last time i went they really sold me on uh trying this new shampoo i i believe it's fairly new it's called active it's for uh thickening hair and regrowing hair it's spelled A-C-T-I-I-V, I believe is how you uh, spell that one. But uh, there was a... It's fucking expensive. It was... I got a, basically like a sample size for like 34 bucks For just like a very tiny like ounce. Each container was like an ounce. It was one of the... Uh, one had the sh- shampoo and one was the conditioner. It was It was a lot of money. I think if you buy just a thing of the shampoo, like a full-size bottle, it's like 60-something dollars. So they're not fucking around. <laughs> but uh, I've been working that, working around with that. I've uh, <laughs> been doing that every other day. You rub it into your scalp, the shampoo, leave it on for five minutes, and then wash it out. Throw some conditioner in there and rinse it out immediately. And then, you know, you're good to go. And... I was just like, eh, fuck it, let's try this too. I, I just for shits and giggles. Uh, there's this Hair Max, like hair it to the max, Hair Max, uh, Hair Max laser comb, and uh, this is a little weird. Like, there's apparently there. Uh, I was unfamiliar with any of this shit. I don't. I was just looking up stuff on the shampoo because like, uh, well, every time I go to get my haircut, I uh, it's uh, always on the third Thursday of every month. The reason I do that is because it's like the one night of the month I know I'm going to go out. Uh, we have a my run group, the Daily Run Club. We've got a group run every third Thursday. So I uh, <laughs> I always get my hair cut before the group run and stuff. Not that my hair needs to look good for sweating, but for some reason <laughs> I just... That's just my thing. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out drinking tonight after the run because we're gonna hang out. The beer deck usually is where we go after the run, and it's gonna be good to go. So, uh, <laughs> I, I do that, and uh, so it's a, it's a whole thing. And I guess because it's third Thursday, I'm feeling good. Like, eh, fuck it, let's try, it. let's try this. Uh, I'll spend some money on. Uh, on the old shampoo and then some reason I was looking up this stuff and some of this gets a stuff gets way absurd. You got these, uh, I was unaware that there was this laser stuff to, uh, regrow your hair. Now I don't know how well it works. 
I've only been taking this stuff a couple of weeks. I think it seems like it's gotten a little thicker, maybe a little hair growth, but they say it takes a good month before you really start seeing any kind of uh, progress or such. However, but uh, I went with the cheaper route with the laser comb, the Ultima 9 Classic Laser Comb by Hairmax. And they have other brands. Like, it is insane. There is a... You can get a full-on hat. And some of these things... There's, like, one that looks like a baseball hat. And that's Capolis Pro Professional Grade Hair Regrowth Laser Cap. And that's $3,000. No thank you. <laughs> uh, then Hairmax has got a few different ones... And I guess, like, they have the Ultima 9, there's an Ultima 12, and I think what it is is just there's, the 12 is bigger. Uh, like, the Ultima 9 was like 200 bucks, which was ridiculous. I didn't need to spend $200 on a fucking comb. But, <laughs> I just had to try it. It looks ridiculous. You're watching people, and it's just a laser, and it looks like this awful bandana thing and it'll blind you too you got to be careful with that shit uh don't stare at the light i mean i'm purposely not trying to stare at the light that this stuff gets i mean it's pretty crazy uh it take with the nine now the reason why it's more expensive for the, the well there's more lasers and stuff with the bigger ones but you have to spend more time if you have a smaller brush you have to spend more time combing through your hair basically to get this stuff to grow and with the Ultima 9 it takes there's a timer on it it's 11 minutes of combing this shit through your hair and it can get a little heavy and annoying after a fucking 11 minutes it gets a little rough and I feel like that 11 minutes isn't correct because I've been doing it I was watching a video on YouTube that was 13 minutes and it lasted past the video so unless I accidentally hit that button again which is possible, but I don't feel like it was double the time. Uh, anyway, it's a little weird, <laughs> like, dealing with it. Um, again, don't know if it's really working. Just uh, figured I'd, I'd mention that. Um, I'll give you an update, though, if uh, I really feel like uh, it's gotten thicker. I mean, I again, I think maybe I've seen uh, highlights, but uh, I don't know. Hey, uh... I am recording this the day before the Super Bowl. We've got uh, the Chiefs and the Niners playing tomorrow. As of right now, I don't know that I'm even going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't have any plans. Probably just going to learn some coding or something and maybe just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, inject some uh, painkillers into my spine at this point. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but I, I might check out the Super Bowl. I don't know what's going on yet. I, I'm sure maybe here they're going to watch it. I'm not. I don't really know. Uh, maybe I should uh, gear up and just watch the Super Bowl shuffle. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised no team since the Bears has done that. I mean, why don't we see more NFL teams recording a song? Uh, the Super Bowl shuffle, I mean, it worked out for them. I'm. I don't recall. I'm now I'm gonna have to look it up. But that was Refrigerator Perry at his best. Uh, you can hear my typing. My keyboard is really loud. I love this keyboard. It is a Rocat that uh, 
uh, Vulcan is what it's called. It is really nice keyboard. I go back and forth between using laptops and uh, the uh, PC here, but the this one's like it. It kind of fucks me up with typing because it's like the keys you barely touch touch them, and it's like boom key. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it was like right before the Super Bowl, so uh, I was like looking. I couldn't remember when they put it out. Uh, this man. Oh, it didn't reach number one. The single sold more than 500,000 copies, reached number 41 on the billboard. Uh, they only lost one game that season. 15 and 1. That was a badass team. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, I'm trying to see here. They, yeah, they beat the Patriots, which is always good. It's good to see them lose. That was before they won one. Um, Man, that song was nominated for a Grammy Award in 85. That's ridiculous. Best R&B performance by a duo or a group. Now, they didn't win. Uh, they lost a Kiss by Prince, which really, really they should have lost to everybody. I mean, come on. Uh, we're going to have to pull that up. They're saying here that it came out in December. Um December of 85. So I guess that was like right before the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if the Super Bowl was hold the same, held at the same time of year then or not. There might have been less games back then. I don't recall. Anyway, we got we to hear some Super Bowl shuffle. Really getting the, the spirit of the game. Uh, I, I can't type. All right. There's a Super Bowl. That's definitely going to work. Super Bowl Shuffle. Here we go. This is the Chicago Bears Shuffling Crew. The Refrigerator Perry. Uh, uh, let's see. Walter Payton. Who else is on this team here? It's going to be in the song. Uh, who was the quarterback? McMahon? Jim? Jim McMahon? Whatever his name was. Oh, so good. Walt Payton. The quarterback, I can't remember, had a fork shoved in his eye when he was a kid. Well, they called me sweetness, and I like to dance. Running the ball is like making more mans. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing it. Peyton is the best part, I think. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here to do the Super Bowl shop. This is Speedy Willie, and I'm world class. I like running, but I love to get the pass. I practice all day and dance all night. I got to get ready for the Sunday fight. Now, I'm as smooth <laughs> as a chocolate swirl. I dance a little funky, so watch me, girl. There's no one here that doesn't like me. My Super Bowl. It's very Sugar Hill gang-esque. Shuffling crew, shuffling on 
Oh, look at that cowbell action. Is that the kicker? What is going on? The dance moves are top notch. They should have got a raise just for that. I think we've got enough of the Super Bowl shuffle here. <laughs> oh. There, oh, wait, there was a ref. What was the ref? Female ref. There was never seen that before in a game. Oh, the sack. Oh, I missed the sacks. I can't. I got to go back for that. I mean, I think he might actually really be playing there. I'm not sure who that is. I haven't seen the fridge yet. Is that the fridge? I don't remember what number of fridge was. Jimmy McMahon. Oh. Backup QB. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about the backup QB. All the, well, wait a minute. I thought Doug Flutie was the backup QB. I could be wrong on that. The Flutes. Uh, maybe he went on uh, Chicago after that. He played for a while, though, the flutie. Yeah, that, uh... <laughs> At first there, I was like, well, maybe this isn't as bad as I remember. And then it was like getting into it, it was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, it, it's kind of like Sugar Hill Gang. This is definitely the vibe, like the uh, Rapper's Delight. But uh, Rapper's Delight is a better song. That's... Oh, man. I didn't realize that there was a 2014 celebrity cover version. Uh, well, I never listened to that. Hmm. Oh, Scott Ackerman was on it. Damn. Now I'm going to have to... I am quite curious about that. Curious? <laughs> Super Bowl shuffle. Let's let's get a little bit of the. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blow your mind like we knew you would. You know we're just strut for fun, strutting our stuff for everyone. No, I don't think that's the people. That is not the people that they were claiming on uh, Wikipedia there. Oh, the Shiva Bowl shuffle by Ruxin. Oh, that's good stuff. The league. That's definitely that's a good football stuff. That was a great show. Uh, even though Steve Renazizi lied about being a 9-11, fucker. <laughs> uh, great show, though. Fucking Jason Manzukas as uh, Rafi. That was, like, the best part of that show. You got Rafi, and then Seth Rogen comes in as Rafi's friend, Dirty Randy. That is pure gold, pure Pure gold. And, of course, uh, they have the comedian uh, Shit. Uh, he plays Taco on the show. Damn it. 
His name eludes me. We've talked about him a lot years ago. We haven't uh, brought him up a lot. But, uh, damn it, why can't I forget? He has the Two Girls, One Cup song. Jean Lejoie. That's his name. Fuck. I almost had to Google it. Jean Lejoie, though. Taco, that's great. He The greatest birthday song ever. Jean Lejoie's birthday song. You know, it's a good, good birthday song when it ends about your parents getting divorced. Like, that is... That's fantastic. Happy birthday. Uh, on uh, other uh, news on myself here, uh, looks like I'll, uh, before too long, uh, I mean, it's going to be a while yet, but uh, we'll be uh, moving so uh, into my own pad. Um, so I should have, like right now, at home here in the bunker, I don't have much space, but I have an, a, a sort of a studio set up. I've got, I've got one mic that stays set up. I have basically a, a streaming set up for like you know doing Twitch, which I haven't really gotten much. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot because I've still just been uh, I've been working hard on trying to learn programming. So, uh, but I have the setup just to do streaming. I've got the green screen behind me, all that stuff. But I don't have a full like studio setup. However, when I go to move, the plan is I still probably won't purchase a bed. <laughs> I'll just sleep on a couch, probably get a new couch. The couch I have, pretty bad. Slept on it for years. It was used couch when I got it. And uh, so I'm going to get just a couch, you know, for sleeping on. And then uh, I will probably, uh, I don't know how I'll do it. I looked into I want to get a nicer place. I saw like this condo that was pretty pretty nice. It was a little uh, more expensive than I really can afford, but uh I don't know. I I we'll see what happens when I, I get to the point where I'm going to move, see what's still open. Um but I definitely feel like I'm going to keep a studio set up and Mike's right now at uh, the Muffin Hut, we uh we we don't have anything quite set up, so now every time we go to record, we gotta pull stuff out, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But if I have my own pad, I mean, you know, we have the uh, <clears throat> the slap box. Uh, I don't know what the name will be. That too, shit. I'll have to come up with a name. There'll be the. Uh, well, I was thinking if there was streaming, like doing a lot of streaming out of there, and maybe doing some YouTube vids. That just call it like the streamers den, but. Uh, Maybe it'll just be the den instead of the dungeon or uh, the hut. It'll be the den. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about that. That doesn't sound so good. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, we, uh, should make uh, recording a lot easier. And uh, though I I don't really want to be in an apartment complex too. You know, if there's a lot of noise. And stuff. Hopefully the walls are insulated well, so I don't uh, have to. You know, what if I move next door to like a like a, a wife beater or something? I don't want. To, I don't want any part of that. I want to hear that shit and have to call the cops. That's just no good. That's just not good at all. Or or whatever. If they're uh, jerk off real loud, okay, that's my problem. But I don't jerk off that much anymore, so I don't think that'll be a problem. I have headphones. I don't have to. <laughs> Maybe I can listen to some music drown out the or something um 
Sorry, I had to get some vulgar in there. Uh, I had to figure some way to fucking put that nasty shit in there. Like, get it in there. You know, like uh, red pancake or uh, blue waffles. Uh, Because I realize, I've been thinking a lot lately, we still have the tagline. uh, Often vulgar, you know, is part in there. Always explicit, often vulgar, and sometimes funny. And I just don't have much of that explicit and vulgar in there much anymore. Uh, maybe sometimes still funny. I mean, sometimes <laughs> that's that's very descriptive. I think that description matches it uh, very well. But the the vulgarity is isn't that much anymore. I just don't I don't get that vulgar or crude. Um, but yeah, I don't. You know, apartment complexes can be rough. That's uh. Especially it's a big one. I don't mind if it's just like a couple ones. And, and again, it depends. I don't want to. I'm gonna go move in next door to a drug dealer or something that's selling uh, heroin, and then I get uh, all the people in there. But I think if I go to a nicer place, maybe that won't be a problem. <laughs> maybe they're selling arms, you know, or there's a. Who knows what they're doing inside there? I have no idea. Now I'm gonna get paranoid even before I move into a place. I'm going to start thinking they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. They got sex slaves, some weird shit. I don't know what's going on. Maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe I should just dig a hole and live in it. As long as there's some power down there so I can still set up a studio. That'd be great. Yeah. And that would kill off the sound if it was just in the ground. And I wouldn't have to worry about uh, putting up foam or anything. Which I won't do that anyway. I should be able to... Have a nice little setup, though. It'll be fun. Good stuff. Uh, it's been a little while since uh had my own pad. I It won't be like the last time I had uh, my own place, though. I won't be drinking every fucking weekend. I can't do that anymore. Uh, back to the Super Bowl, though. There's, uh... I was looking at some prop bets for the Super Bowl, and I did... One that I, I particularly enjoyed because, you know, I am juvenile. Uh, there's the prop bet for, will any player finish with exactly 69 yards? Odds for that on yes is plus 690. No is negative 1,290. And so, feel like your odds are pretty decent. I mean, it's unlikely, but, you know, you put a... Somebody's bound to get close. I don't know about they'll actually hit 69 yards, but there is a – most of these prop bets are pretty normal to hear. Like, who who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game think first? Odds, teammates, 3-2, coach, 12-1, family, 12-1, God, 3-1. That's usually a big plus. There's no Tim Tebow this time, though. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, religious boys, though, playing in there. Uh, ooh, does not think anyone five to two. I would think the teammates would be, you know, the like to think my teammates. Obviously, those would be the people that work the hardest to get there. I don't know, but uh, there's uh, one. Will a player leave the game and not return due to concussion synd- symptoms? Like that's that's a bit harsh to be betting on that. Uh, might as well bet will uh, somebody die during the game that is on the field. 
The odds on that are real slim, though. There's a... Uh, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Demi Lovato to sing the anthem? And... Uh, I haven't been watching a whole lot of football uh, in a while. Definitely not this season. So I don't really know what the offenses are really like to, to uh, make a good guess on that. Um, so, I yeah, perhaps, though. Perhaps somebody can have a drive. There's a good, I think there's a good chance of that, that they'll have a, a quicker drive. Now I'm just thinking of the Isaac Bruce Rams days whenever they uh, won the old Super Bowl with uh, Kurt Warner and just how quickly they scored a lot of times at the beginning of the games. Super Bowl was a little bit different. The Titans uh, kind of had their number, but they uh, still won out in the end. Now, I would like to get some wings tomorrow, though. I mean... Again, I don't think I'm probably really going to go out and go to anybody's Super Bowl parties or anything tomorrow. But damn it, some hot wings would be pretty damn good. I love a good hot wing. Though I still have been issues with kidneys, that may not be the greatest decision in the world. But some fucking hot wings does sound pretty fucking amazing right now. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Another thing ooh, I'm getting excited about, uh, I've... Uh, do enjoy this uh, show on Netflix, this German show, uh, which I believe actually they say on there that it's a Netflix original, but I think it's some German company that wasn't actually funded by Netflix originally. I don't think I could be wrong on that. You'd have to look it up for yourself if you're really interested. But uh, Babylon Berlin is a very entertaining show. It's in German, but I think think you can dub it you can have it dubbed on netflix but uh i just watch it with the uh subtitles because i do know a little german ich verstehe nur ein bisschen deutsch uh and that's about all i know of german um <laughs> but it's it's a great show it's it takes place in the 1920s and uh i believe i've talked about it before that podcast but it's been a while they're releasing season three onto netflix it i believe already aired in germany but it's releasing on netflix the end of february and uh, season three and the there's two seasons already out on netflix obviously if they're releasing season three um and it's the 1920s you the main protagonist in the show is this uh detective who uh served in world war one uh wrath uh is detective wrath or whatever uh his name is um he uh he's got shell shell shock and he gets the shakes and stuff has to take some shit to like get that shit to go away he's going after his father i don't think his father's the one but his father's involved with some politician that they had some uh compromat on you know some uh some compromising photos with him and some prostitutes and he's going to get this this video to find this video and to destroy it and that that's kind of where it starts out but the the show really gives a kind of a feeling to what berlin was like back in the 20s 
and uh, you don't see Nazis at all really until the end of the second season. You actually they show people that you later find out are Nazis like in the earlier in the show, but uh, that's not what it's all about. It's more of fa- the uh, the first couple seasons. It's it's just everything that's going on. You got uh, the uh, communists were trying to grab hold the democracy of Germany at the time the Weimar Republic is falling apart and uh, you got the 1920s stuff I mean there's a lot of drugs a lot of dancing the flapper girls there's uh, just uh, it looked like an exciting time to live in Berlin Uh, just don't stay there for another like two years and uh, (laughs) yeah because you're fucked Um, but uh, I'm pretty excited to see season three because at the end of season two you get to see some Nazis do some fucked up shit at the very end of season two, and you know that's going to lead into some just shit's going to get real fucked up. Because if you know world history and Germany in the late 20s, early 30s, shit gets real fucked up. So, And I like the actors in it. There's some great actors. The production value is really high on that show. I think it's the most expensive TV show uh, outside of of the United States like it's the if I remember uh, of the like foreign shows so very high production value again cast very good and the characters are very uh, well developed and uh, definitely want to see season 3 on that it's uh, I think I would enjoy that better than there's the other German show that's on Netflix that uh, dark which I enjoy that show a lot too, but I feel like they're really painting themselves in a corner with that one. The story's getting a little convoluted, a little like it's just not making a whole lot of sense after a while. Like they're getting too crazy with it. But Babylon Berlin, fantastic. It's uh, kind of like a spy thriller in a way, uh, or a detective. I guess it's more of like a detective kind of thing. But yeah fantastic and you get you get to deal with they have like flashbacks to world war one there's uh which also i I wouldn't mind checking out that 1917 film uh you don't see a whole lot of movies about world war one that fucking war was brutal i can't fathom that i guess war before that was pretty fucked up too it was before world war one i mean soldiers really just when guns first made it like mainstream onto the battlefield, you get armies that are shoulder to shoulder with muskets uh, just firing away at waves of each other, like going full on, like just one after the other. Then World War One really hits, and you get uh, you get that trench warfare where they're just bombarding each other with gas and mines you're digging trenches and I there was the hill I guess in France I don't recall what the battle was that they there's a there might have been a movie about it too I think there was yeah there was a movie or a show about it where they just kept there was the French and I guess the Germans that were uh in this particular battle and just would dig holes under one under the other and when you heard somebody and you thought you finally got under their tunnel you would fucking set off a bomb and try to collapse that tunnel and shit I mean just crazy shit and like 
really fucked up was just going into the trenches if you look up trench <laughs> knives that they used in world war one they used some fucked up shit i mean it's just real brutal like hard hardcore like medieval shit that they would use i mean they would create some fucked up fucked up stuff i gotta look it up now <laughs> world war one trench knife i mean the if you look that stuff up, there is a... Uh, here we go. The stuff is just messed up. I mean, some of them were pr pretty traditional nice, but it had like a like a big knife, and then it would have like the brass knuckles with the spikes on it. But there was... I know soldiers would make their own... Uh, like stuff, and... Uh, it would be some crazy shit. Well, at least on the video games, they show some <laughs> crazy shit. Um, oh, his German ones look really brutal. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but there's a axe pistol. Got a pistol with an axe blade on it. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, damn, this one uh, shit just looks brutal. I can't imagine, like, jumping in a trench. Not to mention just to get to a trench. You had to run through a fucking minefield while being shot at. You got your machine gun nest. Well, I guess they didn't really have much machine guns in World War One, but they had rifles that could uh, fire at least semi-automatic. And, uh, I mean, they were past muskets at that point. But it was pretty crazy to go charge in a trench. And then you would just run up with like a fucking mace and shit. Just craziness. Yeah. Ugh. Brutal stuff. And the gas. There was World War One. It's a fucked up shit, man. Totally fucked up. But you get to see glimpses of that. Babylon Berlin. Fantastic. Uh <clears throat> it's a dark show, but uh if you like that stuff, which I do, big fan. Uh, man, I can't. Now I'm gonna have to look up. I was also watching. I am a fan of the Black Mirror, even though it took me years to finally get around to watching Black Mirror. Uh, there is a ooh, twenty twenty. This is a. I was watching the Hang the DJ again, which is my favorite all time uh, Black Mirror episode. That one's a that one's a good one. It starts out and you these two characters meet up uh, on a date and they're part of some system. You don't know exactly what's going on. I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it, but uh, they go on a date and there you have this computer thing. It's almost like a uh, Siri or a Alexa thing that's telling like uh, like oh meet this person. You have to meet your mate match over here. And uh, you can ask this Alexa type thing that uh, <clears throat> when uh, the expiration date on your relationship is and it will tell you like, ooh, 36 hours or five years. <laughs> and you see this happen, like characters just get like 36 hours or, you know, 12 hours, I think is the first relationship that they go through on there. And then there's uh, the one character gets 
in a relationship that's just horrible for like a year and it's it's pretty crazy uh oh damn i'm reading this uh as of friday january 31st black mirror hasn't been renewed for a sixth season yet but god damn it it's popular uh man they got they got to give us another one that's a fantastic show uh well, I, I hope they, uh, damn it. Well, I, I'm kind of sad by that. But Black Mirror, some good stuff. I mean, not I have not real crazy about every episode. But even Bandersnatch, that was some good stuff. I feel like I should watch Bandersnatch again and just see if I can get there. <laughs> find, end in different out, outcome, which, but I don't think you can end in any different way. Like, it basically, I think, is always going to end a certain way because there's so many times you go through choices on that because it's a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. And it seems like it sends you back because you end up having to make the other decision at some point. And I uh, don't think there's a whole lot of ways to... It, you can go out of the way and then get sent back really far, but I could be wrong on that. It was a good show, though. I don't know that I really like the choose-your-own-adventure bit. That seems like too much. I like being able to just be done with it. <laughs> As I'm staring at a picture on my desktop here of Kane from RoboCop 2, which is fantastic. The Kane, Kane with the nuke. He's got the compartment to put the nuke in there. Uh, the drug from uh, good old RoboCop 2. Uh or if I should make a prediction on the Super Bowl here. Uh, I'm going to say, just because I'm from Missouri, I'm going to say Chiefs win. It is, It is. Uh, I I wonder if uh, Joe Montana is going to be there at the game. I would imagine, because this, is, this would be the first time that two uh, teams that Joe Montana played for are playing each other in the Super Bowl. The first time the fucking Chiefs have been there since, like, 60-something. <laughs> So, I don't think they played the Niners back then. I could be wrong. Definitely uh, should have Montana there, though, because he did play for the Chiefs for like a season or two after the Niners. But, uh, I'll give... Hmm, maybe, I should give a score, too, for this game. I would say... Hmm... Again, I, d I don't know much about these teams. I don't know if they're really good offensively or not. So uh, I'll go 27 to 14, Chiefs. And again, I that's a seems like a bet. <laughs> or 28. No, not 27. I'm like doing the math here. Like that means. Well, I mean, I guess they could have two field goals. Eh, fuck it. I said 27 at first. 27 to 14. So they'll have uh, three touchdowns and two field goals. <laughs> That sounds that sounds legit. Twenty seven fourteen. Yeah. Chiefs. So let's go let's go Chiefs, huh? Uh I wonder if the juice will be there. You think they would allow oh man, that would be fucked up. You spend a bunch of money to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> the next thing you're just like, oh fuck, I'm sitting next to the juice. I bet uh what episode? Oh, sorry, I just uh, I'd forgotten that uh, 
the mother from How I Met Your Mother was in an episode of Black Mirror. Good stuff. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> oh, the juice. The juice on the Super Bowl. The Ooh, there should be a Super Bowl shuffle reboot with the juice and like the ghost of Aaron Hernandez. That'd be that'd be good. And horrible. Yeah. But, uh, man, I'm looking at Jesse Plemons, who was also in that USS Callister episode of Black Mirror with uh, Kristen Mil- Milioti. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. He's a uh, je- uh he not Jesse. He ki- tries to uh kill Jesse at one point uh, or whatever imprisons Jesse on uh Breaking Bad and uh, Jesse kills him and he's he plays Todd. Evil bastard Todd. One of the greatest characters in television history. Fantastic. Uh Yeah. Mm, I need I need to have some more alcohol, I think. Hey, another uh, angry orchard. Get my back to be not so angry. Life will be doing so much better for me if uh, I don't feel like a cripple. That sucks, man. Back pain. It can be rough. Careful with that shit. Uh, maybe I should go see a chiropractor. You know, bust me up a little bit. Break it up. Although I feel like maybe I should go for a run tomorrow. Man, it's going to be really nice out. It, here it's supposed to be like 67 degrees and I know when I've had back issues a little bit before I don't think I've ever had it quite this bad but like getting a little run in does help a little bit <clears throat> just don't bend over while you're doing it there's uh just bending over does not feel great um <laughs> uh kind of have to do that a lot though it's not not correct great uh, to not be able to do that could be worse though could be dead or it could be Lou Gehrig's disease and or uh, I could I could have the uh, ALS and that wouldn't be fun I highly doubt that I don't think I have ALS <laughs> I don't jinx it though uh, I don't know what uh what uh, will be on the uh, books as of next week? Maybe somebody else. I'll, maybe I'll go to another restaurant, and somebody will think think that I am a doctor. Um, or perhaps I should work on pretending to be a doctor and just see if I'll just keep make sure I have that beanie anytime I go into a restaurant and see if anybody else thinks I'm a doctor. I'll throw in it. I'll actually wear a stethoscope this time around and see if. Uh, oh. Dr. McGillicuddy, would please check on my my mother-in-law here. This is uh her she has heart palpitations and uh yeah or there'll be uh my father, he uh is choking on this chicken bone and uh needs some kind of uh <laughs> yeah the uh Heimlich maneuver which again, I might now that I I keep thinking about it, I'm just I should probably check more into the Heimlich maneuver and just make sure that I kind of will wear rehash over that so I know how to do it properly because you never know when that could come in handy. That is a lot of pressure, especially if people think I really am a doctor, like that Dr. McGillicuddy is going to save the day because if if I am 
Dr. McGillicuddy, uh, I mean, that's unlikely that I'm going to uh, <laughs> save the day. Uh, I It's going to be a huge letdown. You're better off taking actual Dr. McGillicuddy, just drinking, slurping that stuff up, and giving that a go, because uh, this Dr. McGillicuddy, not so good, man. Not so good. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah. But, uh, Terry Jones, man. Good. Love the old Monty Python. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and shit, before you know it, the. We've got a little while, but won't be too much longer for NHL playoffs, and it'll be a few months yet, but. Perhaps the Blues will, uh, go back although now they're like i'm not sure if they still are they were in first place in the nhl which is complete opposite from where they were last year so now that they're top of the game then maybe it won't be so good for them i'm still glad that they won one as a lifelong blues fan it's good to see them pull one out you know thinking back to those old brett hall days that uh really felt like every year was going to be a year and even after that, I mean, that team was just in the playoffs every year, and they just pretty much always consistently had a good team there for forever. And uh, as I say this, the Blues are losing badly, <laughs> five to two to Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess that's about all I've got tonight. Um, still feel like maybe I always feel like I'm forgetting something. There's always something like, man, I should talk about this on the podcast, and then when I get around to it it's blank and then immediately after I'll be like fucking shit I forgot that like last week I forgot about the doctor bit yeah anyway I think it should it should be good there's uh we're good here uh as always that's a kid in wheelchair not a trash can